Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we give you a peek at the hinterland while we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 137th episode of the series, Mrs. George Devereaux. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely one of my favorites. And it's like, it might be, I mean, even including the murder mystery episode, it might be the only like twist episode. (laughs) It's definitely a twist. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really, it's so interesting. I don't, I, you know, we, in the, the Jim Colucci Bible they talk about the process of writing this and how they really were they started from a point of having a, like a meaty story for Blanche to show that she was you know re- she's more than just like her sexual bravado and she really just had this like one man that she truly loved um and someone suggested you know what what if he had had faked his death like what if he comes back but they were you know they rightly I think decided that that would undermine the series so they came up with this concept of the dream and I just think it's really well written the first time it's a very big surprise I think that it's a dream because it's it gets goofy but it doesn't get beyond belief so that's what I really love about it yeah he stained his desk (laughs) um yeah I agree I love it and I think it's so it is so sort of wacky but I feel like covering up any ridiculous story plot line with a dream like as though it was a dream was such a a thing um you know I think like Dynasty did it famously or oh, Dallas did it famously like it was just like such a a move um where you could write anything you wanted because <laughs> it didn't have any real consequences um and in Jim Colucci's book so they interview or Lyle Wagner's like uh quoted and he says really nice things about all of them and particularly about Sonny Bono um which is cool too because like you know like that that bit when George is like he's a major television star <laughs> and just like mm, you haven't been a long time like oh, great. it's so great um I love the twist at the end because he's mayor of Palm Springs um and actually, interestingly, so he was mayor until 1992. This episode aired in 1990. Um, but then in 1994, he was elected to Congress, uh, which is really cool. However, in shocking, shocking news, Sonny was a Republican. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Kelsey Preeze. I mean, you know, uh, the, as the charts go that these generations get more conservative as they age, except uh, the millennials have stopped that, by the way. Yeah, woohoo! Good for us. We have not, we have not been uh, driving that way. Big, big shocker too. If you listen to what we're what we're talking about <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, just so interesting, like back to the writing bit too. I, I think, like to your point of like, you can do anything, right? You can have these guest stars and like, but like again, they're not. It's not that weird, right? Especially since it's Miami. These are older stars. They're starring in this theater production, like. They throw Dorothy a bone. It's really great. But um, <laughs> but I think the creativity of the dream angle here is that they actually plant the line about Blanche having the recurring dream within the dream, <laughs> which is right. Really that's cool. true. Because it gives, you know, like the audience is surprised at the end, but they know what's going on almost immediately because Blanche already explained it to them, which I think is really cool. So it's an and it's interestingly a lot of the the writers and producers that are quoted in in um, the uh, you know Golden Girls Forever and Jim Colucci's Bible say the same thing. They're just like that. That was like a good, a really nice little plant that um, set it apart from just 
total fantasy and then like a right turn that like isn't grounded in anything that the audience would appreciate <laughs> you know yeah like how people yeah are off about dallas <laughs> right because it's nice to see like like uh what you're referencing earlier it's nice to see blanche get pretty um like emotional and i feel like that is coming up um a thing that they try to implant in episodes like um I cry every Thursday night, you know, like all of these like little, like these things that are coming is like, I feel like at this point they're trying to beyond what we know of her damage is like, it relates to her family and stuff. I think they're just trying to paint a little bit more of like a, like a sad picture almost of Blanche and not, not in like a, like a pitiful way, but in a way that's like more complex and like, makes sense with what we know of her that it partly is who she is this like air of bravado and um confidence and stuff but it's also like it's armor right like it's it's meant to like shield like what is actually going on so I think it is nice when we get these glimpses into like her real emotional state um and also this one's nice because like it does kind of tie up like you know whatever she gets to hug him it feels very like a bit of closure on the dream so i think that is like they do it well i i totally agree yeah totally it's interesting though like you're saying that they're going a little bit more complex with blanche but at the same time i think especially with well not even especially with i think just with the other three they're they're going more caricature um mm. leaning more into the like as opposed to leaning more into Blanche the like vapid slut they're leaning more into like Rose being dopey and I think less so maybe with Rose but definitely with Sophia of her being like an ornery 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 little gnome or whatever you know kind of thing yeah totally Um, and then Dorothy famously you know B. Arthur saying that she was feeling a little bit more like she was being you know typecast and, and written to this spot of just like the mopey depressive like doesn't have anything going on for her person obviously things change at the end but um but anyway i i yeah i think i i agree for the, I, they really nailed it with this episode with starting out wanting to make blanche more complex and they they won they did a great job <laughs> yeah yeah i agree because um i actually have my notes that Dor- like b arthur feels like she's playing a little bit of a different part and this has come up a couple times but like b arthur playing an actor who's acting like is so she's so good at that and like she gets to play a different role here for the most part because it's very like stage like to me like you know she's she's dealing with these men who are like obsessed with her and like there's definitely in the beginning there's the bit about um miss junior prom 1946 and like it's kind of mean like it's definitely what we talk about in terms of like it goes a little bit too far but i do laugh when sophia's like slow dancing with a rake (laughs) funny to me um <laughs> but it's nice like it's, it's great yeah exactly um but yeah I mean like I think that her part on this is like it's and it's great like I don't know it is nice to see her be the object of affection for Absolutely. once particularly now when it's like every line is meant to cut her down oh, um especially like, like yeah. sweetheart when do you, you know when are you gonna get another chance and she's like proceed when they're fighting yeah <laughs> it's really pretty great yeah that's awesome but um all right so should we should we dive into it yeah let's go let's do it so my first uh note is how much would all those roses cost <laughs> a lot <laughs> who died i know which one did one of us die <laughs> 
It's great. Well, also building on the the Dorothy, you know, pathetic personality and giving her a little bit more on this of like, why is it so hard to believe that I'm being chased by two men? Shut up, Blanche. <laughs> well, last <laughs> week I didn't have anything to do. Shut up, Mom. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um yeah, I love I love the the setup of I, I just I just think the whole like dinner theater Miami thing has happened so many times and will happen again that it it is absolutely believable. Like the first time you're just like, okay, yeah, these stars are there. They're a little bit of washed up guys. Like, why the heck not? You know? And I, yeah, I had totally. never heard of Lyle Wagner. I'd heard of Carol Burnett, but I I never watched her show growing up. And so I've definitely heard of Sonny Bono by the time, you know, like the first time I saw this episode. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I, I same thing. I, I feel like I only really know Lyle from this. Um, but it's again like I feel like a nod to him. Um, and I'm sure like, you know, the the sort of um I don't know, image he curated that like I know that Rose is gonna like him. Like it's so, you know, he's such a I, I don't know, like his like corny sense of humor, you know, like yeah. it just feels very much like Rose would be sort of rooting for him um and like that I think is a real like you know I think that we just don't fully get that because we don't know him but I'm sure audiences at the time who loved Carol Burnett like you know that was so clear to them Mm -hmm. um and I love I do love how it splits like how Sophia is really into Sunny (laughs) perfect about this guy that just honks me (laughs) (laughs) the fly's on I actually I mean and and what good sports too of like being I always think it's great when actors play themselves but they play a version of themselves especially when they're not afraid to play a version of themselves that's like sort of less than flattering (laughs) you know yeah I do think like having characters like toss barbs at them and just like you know I mean just like they're 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 caricatures right so it's like people I think a lot of stars would be way too vain to to take a role like this so I appreciate the fact that they're both having fun with it yeah, I agree. Um, and they're both like such like they're really leaning into their characters, like which yeah. is really it's it's so fun. And like Lyle Wagoner being so annoying like at the restaurant when he's like, no autographs, no, <laughs> no problem. problem. <laughs> I fucking love that. Line. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, really, really, all the all the little Sophia pokes is is really awesome. I mean, they're all always really awesome. Um, what do you think about the move to cast Jamie, <laughs> who we just saw like a know, couple right? episodes ago, as George? Like, I was like, is this? I can't decide if I think it's a really smart move because you know Jamie looks and sounds so much like George, or if it's just like kind of like you know they had really great chemistry and like he's what we pictured George as now. Like, uh, it does require a bit of like. I don't know, like a, a sort of a mutually agreed upon suspension of reality from the audience, which like, I guess like all sitcom viewing does, but this in particular just feels like a real, you really have to ask the audience to meet you halfway if you're the producers, because like, we just, we just saw this and we just saw like almost a version of Blanche falling back in love with George yeah, that's as true. the same actor. <laughs> that is very true. And it's so funny when we, when we recorded that episode, I remember we talked about, we were shocked 
that it came before this episode yeah <laughs> it makes no sense like to what you just said like it would make sense if they cast this guy and then they're like oh let's have george's brother and he looks like him you know just without a mustache <laughs> it's like they didn't really change much about him you know but i do think in the order that it had to happen like they that because they had written that whole thing of like you look so much like george and blah blah blah, blah they were just like yeah what the hell i mean they were great <laughs> like you said great chemistry like let's do it again um i think it's it's funny because like I don't know, just not not having remembered seeing these episodes live and, and definitely thinking that like when you see them on reruns, they're out of order anyway, but putting an order together in your head. I never had that thought. So I'd be interested to hear for people who maybe had that reaction when they watched it live of like, oh, okay, this is Jamie, really, but. <laughs> yeah, but I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I also think that like, you know, when they're at the restaurant and like, it's like the scary you know again like very good suspense writing right like it's not just like oh there's george like it's this whole thing where she's freaking out and she's backing away from him and the girls are like who is this you know like it's like so weird and she's like if i didn't know any better you know i mean it's it's really well done right where they the reveal is that it's george um and then dorothy has that hilarious line to break the ice and she's like well george we've heard so much about you <laughs> But, yeah it's like yeah. it's good <laughs> yeah i think i mean it works and it's it's the same thing where it's like look if we can stretch the fact that you know multiple children and other people and sisters and relations are played by different fully different actors <laughs> from time to time we can use the same guy with a mustache to play his dead brother <laughs> right exactly he's got a mustache <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> So can we can we talk a little bit actually about the uh, the restaurant scene? Yeah, it's fancy yeah. looking restaurant. Oh my god, I know. It's kind of like where they're celebrating Dorothy's debilitating disease. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, I love the I love the idea first of all of like the conversation of like meeting a secret admirer in a public place with your friends. I think that's very wise. Mm -hmm. um for women to do so i thought that was like a really good touch you know um and i do i just i think it's interesting like i love blanche is like oh god no like i think i mean it's so weird because this is such a strange scenario to like imagine yourself reacting of like how one would react and i think it's pretty spot on with blanche <laughs> back away and make sure other people have seen this person so that you're not hallucinating right and then just like totally freak out but I think it's funny because in rewatching this now, and I guess I had th thought about it a little bit before, where he goes like, Blanche, honey, please. You're just like, what? Like, that's not that's not how you, re you're fucking dead, dude. Like, you don't get to say, like, <laughs> you don't get to like, try to manage her emotions, I guess. <laughs> you know? it's no, like, it's weird. No, when he's like, no, you're going to listen. Shut oh, the hell no. up. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I, I wrote Ugh. yipes. <laughs> <laughs> the only right reaction. Yeah, um, he, like, I remember the now you're going to listen. Be First of all, very like just too, too little Southern patriarchal for me anyway. Um, but definitely not when like you, you do not have the upper hand here. You, you don't have control. Like this is her choice and her choice only. And like, it, it's, yeah, it's presented weirdly. It's, it's just like he... Like, yeah, he's the victim, whatever. But, like, what he did was worse <laughs> to her. Way worse. And also, like, his whole... He acts like... 
I guess like that's the thing is like he is acting like it was just as hard for him. Yes. But like you chose this. You the damn Southern Pride, you could have stuck around. Um yeah, it it it's not yeah, he even admits a terrible picture. Yeah, yeah. Like even I don't know, and I think like that's also it doesn't bother me because I just like love this episode so much, but like the like the emotional part of this episode isn't with Blanche reckoning with the fact that like he's really gone and like she got to hug him in this dream and like whatever. It's not for me. It has nothing really to do with like the two of them getting like, you know, like being together, like because he's so he's not very well developed, I guess, like in this in this episode, like he's pretty like. I don't know, flat, but like I get more I get more from when this I get more from Jamie, I think, and like the relationship between the two of them. I agree. And I wonder what it is because I, I don't know if it's just like what they were trying to do with the writing. One of the other lines that stands out for me is like him saying, I just, I didn't know how to tell you I could just couldn't be married to you anymore. And you're like, first of all, no one would put it like that. Like you, he yeah. says it and then he doesn't immediately follow up, which is obviously sitcom writing when you leave a space for somebody else to say a line, but it's like, you would not put it that way, dude. You have to, you'd, you'd like be like, I have 20 seconds to say my elevator pitch of what exactly happened. <laughs> you can't start with, I couldn't be married to you anymore. Like what the fuck? Anyway. Yeah. No, that sounds like you're going to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree with the flatness and I agree that like it, it, this episode could have delivered seeing, and I think it was trying to, honestly, I, you know, seeing them together and in person like the way that they are ideally and the reason that Blanche misses him so much, right? But there is this necessary, most of their their interaction in this episode has to be like, let me explain myself. <laughs> Which yeah. like, to be fair, like, you know, where he's like, honey, you always were fiery. Like they, she always, they always talk about like passionate fights and other things like that. Like it's not the best communication type of deal. <laughs> no. Know? So um, very Lucy and Desi. But, uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> like, yeah, they don't, George doesn't get a chance to really be like, wow, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And we don't get to see like what the deal is and like, which is fine. Like it's not about him, which I, I think is good right. actually. Like exactly. I prefer it that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, So then when they get back to the house, also it's like, I Sonny is just so funny and he's so good at like, <laughs> It makes obviously makes no sense that they would pause this like incredibly dramatic, like life altering interaction to like deal with Sonny and Blanche is like, Yeah, 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 on the lanai. (laughs) Oh god. It's incredible. It's it's really one of the best lines in the whole thing. (laughs) And then when he's like (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then when he's like, I've had some experience in marital discord myself. Like I know. And it's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of like just playing this like caricature version of himself and like acknowledging what everyone knows about him and just kind of like leaning into the little paisan i i love sunny i would definitely be team sunny (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure sure. (laughs) the um all right so to back it up though when they do come back to the house um the like i really do love how dorothy susses him out like right she makes the joke like well george we've heard so much about you but we talked about like you know, I was saying that it's so safe to like go with other friends when you're meeting like a stranger for the first time. It's a great idea. But like even this, like where they're like, oh, George followed us all the way home, which is like, okay. 
<laughs> I guess I guess he used to live there, so it's okay. yeah, right. It's um, his house. <laughs> but I do love how, like, outside of the house, outside of the house, Dorothy interrogates him, right? And like, she makes sure that he's like sort of legit for Blanche. Obviously, Blanche is totally feared like fearsome she's like she's afraid of this guy right obviously because he's like, you know he's her dead husband or like looks like and she you know she sits her down Dorothy's like I really think he is George you know like she actually is like hey I've done the the best friend check here which is awesome and that's exactly what should be happening you know and I love that they have that there that it's not just like come on in <laughs> yeah no <laughs> totally <crazy>. you're yeah <laughs> if you need us we'll be out of the lanai and miss this like hell we will <laughs> And like, you know, who can blame them for eavesdropping? Sometimes it's like, this is a private oh God, conversation, but you're like, is this a ghost? Like, I I have, must be listening to this. For real. For real. Oh my God. Just so we're in sync. It's this husband back from the grave thing. <laughs> uh, I also do love when um, Blanche is like, but I, you, you're dead, you know? I, I buried you. I did everything. He's like, what can I say, Blanche? Thanks. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great where it's like again what you know it's kind of like the what, what they sort of explore with the whole like Sophia's funeral episode right where like or Sophia's wake rather where they have like you know saying things to people and th and they talk about this in this episode right of like you have the chance you have another chance that like Rose and Sophia don't have right um to talk to your dead husband basically <laughs> he is a widow um but it is kind of funny where you're just like like having somebody do all that for you posthumously you would be like yeah thanks that was a lot you know yeah that's, thank <laughs> you so much um yeah and I think it's funny because Blanche and Rose have this exact same conversation of like I wish like you know, I'm envious that you get this chance, even though it's under these crazy circumstances when um, Rose's father is in the hospital yes, exactly. and Blanche is like, you know, I wish I could do that. And it's like, I wow, do think that point. I think that's an interesting piece because it's like all of these circumstances make you so mad at these people. Yes. But if you're not mad, then you're only, you know, like if you're a, a friend or somebody witnessing it, like you can much more easily accentuate the positive I guess of like having this chance um and they both are in the same exact situation and like ultimately like that does outweigh the anger or like you know the betrayal or whatever they're feeling um which I think is actually also another like pretty poignant thing to to highlight is like the love you have for these people is actually more important than any other emotion that you'll feel right right related to what they did you know like so I feel like that's totally. kind of cool totally I mean yeah it's like it's and it's interesting and it doesn't mean that you can't have boundaries and that people can't cross them and then change your feelings of love or at least the tip the scales right because that's how people get into abusive relationships and all of that but like this exploration of like yeah that that forgiveness of like making like life is too short that's i mean that's the that's the crux here right like they didn't say things to each other when they were alive the end like you, you have right no yeah no other that's it yeah no other chance this is all about like a second chance so you don't have to regret something right and obviously like that message is you know it's i mean it's the same as it's the same as the whole freaking show's message of like reinvention and like constant growth. You don't stop growing. You don't stop learning. And you, you know, you don't stop getting more opportunity every single day of your life to either make amends or make changes or, you know, just like live better. 
basically yeah yeah and like blanche's part about like the shoes like her being so mad that he left yeah. his shoes out and like oh i know that i think is great line right it's such a good and like that's what it is is like that whole bit is like i feel regret about this one thing that was so small so passive and so understandable like mm-hmm. that it's you know she gets everyday thing exactly that you're like god God, you did this again you know like it's so relatable um but I guess like I don't know I feel like it's nice that is really like sort of the big powerful emotional piece of this is like she gets to forgive him but also forgive herself for having that thought which like I think logically you can be like yeah you know that is not what you thought of him that is not relevant but I think exactly right You know, it's so interesting, right? So, like, obviously, as we've discussed before, like, who I am as a person uh, is is very hard to see if something started with the Golden Girls or if it just touched on it in my life and and I, like, felt it more strongly because I saw it reflected in an episode. But the idea of this, like, make sure your interactions with people are always, like, good enough to be your last is like kind of why I'm really big on closure. And we talked about this very recently the other day. Mm-hmm. I was I was telling you that my uh so my my eldest daughter is like not good on close not good on goodbyes right now, right? Like she would rather run away when we say it's like time to say goodbye than be like, oh can I give you a hug or can I say goodbye to people I was like I'm really sad to leave and stuff. She's just like Irish exits, you know, she's like I'm just gonna run off and soul kind of thing. Where it's so funny because I, and I'm not saying I was like this as a kid, but I'm, you know, as, as a, a older child and now adult, I always try to make sure that I, you know, say goodbye and like close up an interaction. And I, I wonder if like, I mean, part of it is like that I've always sort of had this thing of like, you could die at any time, they could die at any time. And it's like, it sounds morbid, but it's, it's more of like a, a very practical function in life kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. where it's like. I make sure like when my family leaves in the morning that I like say I love you because I don't want to be Blanche where it's like if some God forbid something happens and you're like, oh, I didn't say it today or like I left things poorly. You know what I mean? It's it's just very strange. I don't know. I've always sort of had this in the back of my mind, which sounds like it sounds like I had some sort of like trauma when I was a kid or something, which is not the case. But it's like, it's just like. I think it's a really practical way to live of just making no. sure that you can expect that anything can happen, including terrible things. Yeah, totally. And I think that makes sense. And I think that actually is what makes Blanche's thing a little bit more like so heartbreaking is like, I bet she did say I love you to George when he left, but then right that like after you're right right it's just so it was her own thought you're right it's even deeper than saying something <laughs> right and it's like you're there. not gonna not think that because you're like god this fucking guy always leaves his shoes <laughs> out like uh but then you know like that is so much more internal i think and like i'm sure that i would think right. that like having had a verbal closure with him when he left like you know theoretically would sort of satisfy that but I guess like that's the point is like it's so heavy when obviously like when somebody dies that like it doesn't really matter because you're still like in your head and like to feel guilty about a thought you had is so irrational but it doesn't matter because it's emotional it's not it's not logic um and I just I guess like you know that's sort of also what I what we were talking about earlier of like getting deeper into Blanche's psyche and like 
honestly like almost her turning into like a sympathetic character and not in a like you know like I just feel like that's not typically where she fits in these in these episodes and um so it's like they're shaking it up a little bit I think with that yeah exactly um Um, should we talk about XQ (laughs) XQ 37 (laughs) I love it 37 that's me (laughs) a spy (laughs) oh my god I love it I gave him well a peek at the hinterland um I love how they're like I can't believe this happened it's like I can't believe I told you I guess I'm gonna have to kill you (laughs) yes I love sticking with it it's a really good like again the way everything is presented is so normalized in this episode right like sitting at the table you have a dorky Sophia story and then you know um obstetrician magician super powerful (laughs) line like and I grieve again you know and like that's when she again when she's bringing up the dream and it's like Ah, it's so it's so heavy and awesome and it's like it it's just it, like you said before it's like it's give, it's giving this other picture of blanche where like she's really fine being vulnerable because this is actually like you know her most powerful love of her life and then so she can be like that it's really really interesting um but yeah, yeah. i love i love the interplay of like you have the levity of xq <laughs> and, <laughs> And, you know, juxtaposed with that, with what you brought up earlier, you know, where Dorothy, did I tell you I cry every Tuesday? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful. Good times. Um, Yeah. Um, But it is, it's very Blanche also too, um, like in the midst of all this, instead of, I mean, not instead of dealing with it, I guess, but like choosing to go out with Mel Bushman, pretending that nothing's wrong, like that's, Yes, we've seen her deal with stuff in that way which is not dealing with it right it's just like i'm gonna forge ahead and like men are the like men are what she goes to to feel better which is bad like that's the whole you know the whole thing of it is like um but i think also the girls are they're kind of like what are like you know this is not the way to do it but also i think they're all kind of like understanding in a way because it's just such a impossible place to be and I mean like Sophia makes that (laughs) strike up the gland joke which is so good um great oh one of those other (laughs) ones where you're like man this got passed so great yeah what a what a line um but then Blanche you know is just she's such a stubborn person so I think the rose like the the real also reminder that rose is a widow and like lives with this yeah the same you know exactly you know i think that that really kind of like hits you in the face a little bit here with this conversation like we were referencing earlier and like uh-huh. it's it's nice and my last my my note on this is like the forgiveness bit i think really ties the thing together and like gives her the closure that she's seeking and maybe doesn't realize she's seeking exactly exactly and I do love how Blanche, I'm, I'm sorry, Rose paints it to Blanche where she's like, tell him you love him. Tell him you hate him. I don't care, but just see him. Close this thing down. You know, like it's, that is like, that's, that's like a line about closure in general, right? It's like, you mm-hmm. don't have to be, you know, everything doesn't have to be right after, like, that's not what closure means. It just means that you've said your piece and it's going to happen the way it's going to happen, whatever, wherever it falls. Right. It's like, that's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be happy afterwards. 
words, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to say, oh, I love you. It's fine. And whatever. But like, which, you know, is kind of how it turns out. Um, But it's I just love how Rose paints that because it's not a cheery, everything will be fine outlook. She's just no, she's it's much more honest. Raw. It is a raw yeah. widow's delivery, you know, of someone still in mourning. Totally. It's um, we definitely. <laughs> how, how many men? <laughs> that makes you laugh every time. I do like that one. I, I mean, George is more redeemable in his second scene. Obviously, as we talked about before, he doesn't have to do as much explaining, and it's more of like. I remember this and they're like having fun reminisces and he actually says like I'm the one who should be down on my knees for what I did and I just wrote finally in my notes yeah <laughs> Jesus like, are you kidding right. where was that on the lanai yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey, is that Sonny Bono anyway um but <laughs> yeah I think it's like you know it's really it's a it's a good scene because it, it gets him it gives him a little bit more of uh, a human quality I think, instead of just being a jerk off yeah, I agree. Um, and then just to type the other story, like the Sonny getting Lyle arrested is so good. It's such a funny line. And he's just so good. Just like standing there, like, you know, whistling or whatever yeah, like, he's exactly. doing. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, Sonny, the power. <laughs> and Dorothy's so excited in reality when she finds out she picks Sonny. <laughs> I know. It's so great. Oh, my God. I, I do. I do think it's funny. The. um. It's a very Sophia line, but like the whole like do anything you want to her, we'll do. And then Dorothy goes like, ooh, hoo. And yeah. It's like that's another clue that it's not really real. It's not like they were trying to put clues in or something, but that one is like, okay, that's a little that's a little weird. Yeah, very. <laughs> um but when so when the dream ends, I really, really appreciate the fact that it does not fade that it had just it's a snap just like you would come out of a bad dream i really think that that is a great directorial and like editing choice of just like snap snap that's it and she's in bed you know and it's like and that that like gives you that powerful punch of like oh shit yeah <laughs> it's really, it's really i think it's really clever and it's funny because it's like i remember you know a bunch of episodes back we talked about that weird ass scene where it went like and like the whole like the, the transition was like a you know iMovie apple like circa 2000 uh like yeah you know, your aunt's learning to use iMovie <laughs> yeah exactly and you're just like wait okay that does not fit with this vibe at all and it's just like they could have done a weird sparkly dream fade you know i i think and um they didn't and i appreciate yeah. that i appreciate it's a that good choice. so much yeah it's really <laughs> good i do love um uh it is funny because like she's not i don't know she's not making that much noise maybe she was making more noise before but it is a good conceit that the girls come in and like check on her you know yeah and, and, and of course like you know again super heavy like really emotional and then you still have dorothy be like were they in the dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just out of curiosity. <laughs> so great. And to your point, she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. It is magnificent. So yeah, it's really, it, it it's really, it's great. I think they do. There's, there's very little that I, I think the only thing I don't like about this episode is just sort of George being a little bit of a douche in the beginning, but I guess that's also necessary to sort of move, move the story along within the limited time. Yeah. He's still mad. He couldn't be a dancer. <laughs> George, please, I've had enough surprises for one day. Um, <laughs> like the way that Rue McClanahan plays the 
just utter exhaustion of how much emotion like to your point where she's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm the lanai yeah, like, i don't have time Sonny Bono, yeah. get off my lanai you know like just like it's so good um but like that whole like george please or like when she says yes you twit to to uh, rose after she- <laughs> yeah <laughs> she just says it with like such force and it's oh it's incredible she does a really great job obviously yeah and understandably she's this is crazy <laughs> i know exactly um, um can we talk about a few other highlights yes please things we might have missed i we just didn't talk about the, <laughs> i got you babe <laughs> i got you babe <laughs> babe <laughs> yeah i mean like it's really channels um i mean the whole every single line about sunny and like when even lyle's like i was never married like oh, i love it there's that such, like, such a great dig yeah there is such clear like shared divinity through like the series like not just this episode there's so many like references or costumes or whatever like everybody's worshiping Cher out here which is right (laughs) which is right (laughs) but when he says when Lyle says that line he leans in knowing that it's going to be a burn and it's actually really fucking funny (laughs) yeah it makes it 10 times funnier when he because he's so tall and sunny's so short (laughs) yeah it's cute (laughs) it's really great oh my god um what else what else i was trying to remember something um well i got one rose is like someone was actually able to deceive me once (laughs) (laughs) oh that one is great um oh just the lyle the Lyle when he um sings the Carol Burnett song and like he leaves the restaurant in the beginning and then he pulls the curtains like with like the sash pull <laughs> and he just has this shit eating grin just before like the curtains fall in front of his face and it's hysterical like again he's just like such a good ham in this role and it's very it's awesome that he's <laughs> portraying himself like such a and then Dorothy's like, like I hate it when he does that yeah. <laughs> look how many dates I've been on. <laughs> oh my god so great but but yeah i think that's that's all i've got yeah that's it that's all i got oh my god it's really it's a it's a wonderful episode it really is it's a milestone one it's really excellent um and uh yeah good times well next (laughs) next is also great as as is this whole season and this whole series but um (laughs) join us next time we're going to discuss the sufferings of ulf the umbrella king and the (laughs) seldom achieved joan of arc fantasy triple (laughs) Take care, everybody.